2: What's up, Oslo? What? We're in fucking Norway. That's the shit. <laughs> we didn't know if we were going to make it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, our luggage almost did it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've been up since 3.30 yes. this
3: morning. Um, Traveling,
2: (laughs) so it's gonna be a it's gonna be an experimental show. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna stuff's gonna come out. It's gonna get a little weird. My pants are up real high. Norway.
3: I'm wearing pajamas. (laughs) I'm wearing
2: pajamas. I've never been here before. I've never been here before. You've never been here before? You've uh, never been in this headspace before? I've
3: never. Oh, I've been in pajama headspace so many times. Oh, okay. But to, to visit Norway for the first time and show up in this shit is <laughs> not the coolest. Not the, not the ideal, but thank you.
2: <sighs> yeah, but it's going to be a show like no other. Right? I hope so. Don't quote me on that. Steven, cut that. <laughs> cut that from their brains so they don't remember that. They're like, we were promised a show like no
3: other. Yeah, and, and it kind of
2: sounded just like every other fucking live like show every I've ever. Every other heard.
3: podcast I've ever heard.
2: Seriously.
3: But they were wearing pajamas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we did so we had a show in Dublin last night, and then we get back to the hotel like midnight. And then it's like, okay, you're gonna have to meet in the lobby at what was it? three fucking 30 in the morning yes. <laughs> my... uh and so we slept for an hour or two right yeah, here and there yep and then got on a plane i drank coffee that was fucking stupid because then i was just like wired for sound the oh, whole we also time. had
3: the, our layover in amsterdam right. so it wasn't like a direct it wasn't like oh you're super tired but you'll get there and you'll get to the hotel and then you'll relax We're not complaining. We just want you to to know what our journey... You need to know our journey so you understand why my hair is wet right now. (laughs) It's wet! We
2: don't...
3: (laughs) Don't encourage her! Do not encourage that because I'll start rolling out here in a bed. I absolutely... (laughs) Just wrapped in a fucking comforter. (laughs) Nothing else. Well, I was... so anyway, we get we when we finally got here, it was like okay. So we now have what three hours yeah. to basically take a nap, get back up, finish our murders, yeah, um, do our homework,
2: get dressed. <laughs> sh- I wish there was video on us of us all standing at the conveyor belt of the uh, of the luggage, Vince. Karen and I just standing there watching as it's slow every the bags were coming out the bags were coming out and we were all just like bleary eyed and tired and then Vince goes I feel a lot better if at least one of our bags would come out right now not one and then I was like oh shit not a single one when there's four of them. Do we have video? Oh. (laughs) You look back. Here's what's fun. I took a surprise video of you, Georgia. Throw it up there. And then there was that dawning thing of, of course it didn't make it. (laughs) And then I was like, I get to wear this shit. (laughs) I was so happy for this moment. I can wear the clothes I've been wearing for 40 hours. Oh, that's true. Dude, I need to burn my fucking travel clothes. Like, legit.
3: Now I feel so guilty because my mother used to give me so much shit when I would go to, when I would travel and she would see me (laughs) dressed like this and she'd go, You're not gonna wear that on the plane, are you? She would always say that, like... And I'm like, Mom, nobody wears pillbox hats anymore. <laughs> like, that era is over. That dress up for the plane. Yeah. Dress up for the dentist. It's it's over. Right. We're not doing that anymore.
2: Did she know how fucking awful
3: Air Flight was at that point? I don't like, know. I don't know what she was saying. I think she just wanted to make yeah. sure I represented the Kilgariffs correctly. <laughs> internationally. They passports would be like, oh, you're Pat's daughter. Oh, oh, oh. I better call all of her friends behind her back and tell her <laughs> the things you've been wearing. On. I mean, these wouldn't be the shoes. Even if I was going to do pajamas, I wouldn't have worn these shoes. Sure, sure, sure. <sighs> um. Also, sorry, the blow dryer I brought here works in America, and I don't know what the <laughs> fuck your two-pronged weird shit is. I'm sick of it. She's We're not, not wh- blaming you. <laughs> It's just a weird coincidence. It's just this hair
2: it needs to be trained before we walk out into a large theater. It's important. Do you want to know my priorities? This is, how, this is what I'm like. Uh, get here. Fucking exhausted. Need to finish my murder. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, still found time to go to a fucking pharmacy to buy some shit I can't buy in the U.S. What'd you get? I Do suck. they sell cocaine here? <laughs> yes. Yeah! Uh, I got, like, a... I have this, like, list... I put an Instagram photo up and I was like, this is what I got to get because you guys have like the harsh shit, and you know, here and I'm like, I put it on my fucking face even though it's illegal where I live. <laughs> Burn I mean it, off. it Burn it Nothing off. Nothing is working. <laughs> uh, so I made a list and I was like, what are you, what are you by when you're out of the States or whatever? And there was a list of 300 comments. I fucking went through every single one and screen grabbed the ones that tell me and then I fucking went back in and I fucking, like, it's, it, there's something going on in my head. It's my mom. <laughs> (laughs) Saying, you're gonna look like that. Oh no. So I went in and I bought some shit. Well, what I love is that in the airport in Amsterdam, Mm -hmm. you came.
3: I of course made a break for Starbucks immediately. I was like, bye, don't know, you don't care.
2: (laughs) Went to get she did the like nicest thing of. Are you cool if I get and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I'm fucking shopping. Every man for himself. And I uh, because I had been drinking
3: so much tea over the couple days, but I hadn't had a nice really burnt cup of starbucks coffee and <laughs> so long uh so i went to get that and then we make up back up at the gate and georgia just walks up and throws me a tub of like salve and i look at it and it's like for nappy rash or whatever right. i'm like Sudo-cream. what are we putting on our face you guys know
2: pseudo cream fuck yeah <laughs> we look over and it's the oldest woman in the world <laughs> i love it it works great She's just dumping a tub of it on her head. (laughs) Hurry, fix me. Hell yeah, that's what everyone's getting when I come back from this fucking big tub of nappy cream. And now what's that nappy cream going to do for me? I mean, what can it not do? What does it do? I don't know. It's the best. It's just the best, and be quiet about it. I don't it. even know yet. Okay. Uh, acne, eh, acne. It'll give you acne. Okay, great. <laughs>
3: That's it. Then it's then you're down to earth, and people can yeah. approach you because you have acne. Because
2: you know, like people are scared to talk to us because we're so fucking hot. Oh my god. Because we our skin is so clear. No. Don't do that. Do not pander back to our pandering to Keep you. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. We need Let's this right not. now. Please, we need it. Uh, <laughs> you're you're go, 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 go. encouraging it. More, more, more. <sighs> acne. I don't know. It's other <gasps> shit. Adult. I, what do you have? Put adult, it on there. Adult onset acne. Yeah. Any kind of rash. You, lips. Dry lips. You know. Because they don't make anything else for that. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I want to put nappy cream where chapstick goes. That's... <laughs> Exactly what I want. It's the thing of like, you know, all the ladies were like a year ago, we were like, coconut oil everywhere. Now it's nappy cream everywhere. It's the new thing. It could be a prank. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. This could
3: be some kind of a YouTube prank that some (laughs) 20-year-old boys are pulling on us. Ah. We're like, look at him wipe that shit all over their face. no,
2: but beauty bloggers told me <laughs> yeah, it was beauty bloggers. If you can't trust a beauty blogger, I don't know what, how that ends. Um, they're uh, like, we don't have those here.
3: <laughs> Everything I say, just imagine everyone in the audience is like, we don't have that here. <laughs> McDonald's? No, we don't
2: have that here. Um, I want to apologize to you that my breath smells like blue cheese that I ate backstage (laughs) even though I had just brushed my teeth and there's cheese so of course I'm like cheese fuck it was really good cheese you guys good job you do that well congratulations and my breath smells like a layover in Amsterdam (laughs) (laughs) oh by the way speaking of this is my favorite murder of the podcast oh yes thank you that's Karen Kilgariff that's Georgia Hardstart thank you fucking Oslo. We're in Oslo, Norway. I wanted to come here. I mean, obviously forever, but then my, one of my favorite bands in like 2007 put a song out called Oslo in the summertime and I was like, I want to go to Montreal. I want to go there. Okay. And That's how you here. should plan all your travels. Uh-huh. Yeah. What holiday
3: in Cambodia, <laughs> summertime in Oslo. That's right. a holiday in Cambodia. <laughs> Um, We've got to go to Cambodia yeah. mm-hmm. Should we... Wait Okay Because I need to tell Oslo a quick story Okay Because see we got here So we got here at three yeah. Went straight into our hotel rooms We've been there the whole time Yeah So it's not well, like we can tell you Fun cool stuff we did Or like can you believe This Osloian said this to us I
2: can it's... talk about the pharmacy Oh you can? And that's it Okay No 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 go ahead Oh oh <laughs> I just want to say I, I, I don't want to lie I, was in, I did leave the hotel room Oh once. okay Yeah. Did you get more nappy cream? I got, to, I don't even know what this fucking point. I was just like, N- that's a name I saw. That's a name I saw. I put it all in my basket, left.
3: we I can't, I, we were only on this tour for three days. I cannot shut my suitcase.
2: I know. How are you going to fit any of this? I took my carry-on suitcase, put it inside a huge suitcase. Oh. Zipped that motherfucker have nice. two suitcases. Because <laughs> I know myself. There's one thing about me, it's that I know myself. Does that mean I also have two suitcases? No.
3: Ah uh, uh you said it in front of everybody. <laughs> oh,
2: you, you have to okay, be a teammate with me. Let me <laughs> well, I was going to put all our things that we get, the treats and stuff, because when we went to Australia, we got 400 boxes of Tim Tams, because <laughs> I fucking stupidly said it on the podcast, like, bring me all the cookies, which is true, bring me all the fucking cookies. But then they actually did. But then they did a night. We had to bring them home. It happened. And we bought this suitcase. I'm tired. Go on. No, no. So you can't lean over. Go on. This is the stage. The stage. Oh, you were telling a story (laughs) and I interrupted. No, no, no.
3: Because it's just this is basically the only story I have to tell the people of Oslo. But I'm excited about it because my one of the most irritating people I've ever known was my college roommate, and Kristen, and she was (laughs) naming names. (laughs) They might know her. (laughs) She's she's here with a single tear Uh, rolling down,
2: aren't you? And nappy cream all over her face. (laughs) God, she looks like she's 12.
3: She was so obsessed with Norway. She talked about it all the time. We lived in Sacramento, California, (laughs) which is essentially a floodplain with a sunlamp directly over the top of it. It's the worst city in the world. And I guess Kristen went... Uh, came here uh, on a summer break one time, and when she came back, okay, so she talked like this for real. We've gotten accused of vocal fry. Yeah. This is what they girls from California talk like this. Ah,
2: for sure, but my that, it?
3: my roommate Kristen really did talk like that. So it took her forever to say anything. She'd be like, <laughs> "You guys, <laughs> Norway is amazing." <laughs> How come she sounds like a little old lady? She, I don't, she was lazy? I don't know. But it would, so she would just, she would talk about Norway all the time, and she learned to make a kind of sandwich here that she'd be like, you have to try this sandwich. (laughs) And so anytime my other roommate, there was like six of us that lived in one apartment or whatever, but we all ended up, she drove us insane. And so anytime (laughs) we wanted to talk shit about her, we didn't say anything specific. We'd just say, Norway is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That was the... I love it. That was the cue line of, like, meet me in the other room like, so I can tell you what fucked up shit she, am she going just did. I out
2: of my fucking head. Do you
3: know how amazing Norway is? Come with me. I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> I'll make you a sandwich. Oh, no. Norway got thrown under the bus. <laughs> so I've been hearing about you guys for so long, and I hear that
2: you're amazing. But it, for a, a Kristen-in-your-face, Karen... When we were on the fucking plane over here, we're just sitting there like normal people and this like lovely stewardess hands us the cutest package and was like, do you want a sandwich? And like, that's my, that's the only question I ever want to be asked in my fucking life. Like if Vince had proposed to me by saying, do you want a, do you want a sandwich forever? I'd be like, yes! You bite into the sandwich the rings inside. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. That is a great idea. Uh, I was like that's a great idea. That's like you said, good. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. So they hand us the. It's. It was just cheese on bread, but it made my fucking day. It. So it's. She wasn't wrong. No. You know what? I Let's owe her, her out an apology. Here. Come out here, Kristen. Come on.
3: She's everybody's cousin. <laughs> they were really good sandwiches. What were they? Oh, it was. Oh, the one she made. Yeah. It was brown bread. I think she put like red peppers and some weird shit on it. I was always walking away from her. (laughs) She drove me insane. You knew the first two ingredients and then you were like, goodbye. You got to go. You're taking too long to express yourself. I need it to be snappy. (laughs) And also she ever said was that it was amazing. Amazing. I think she went to a festival in the summer. Amazing. And it was amazing. Cool. Okay, now we sit down? Okay, let's sit down. Okay.
2: Look at those! Thank you. Oh, these are really <laughs> yes. these are weird chairs, man. It's perfect for our vibe yes. right now. It fits right in. It fits in the vibe. I have to say, it's much
3: easier to get up on this chair, not in my insane dress and
2: high heels and spanks. It's a, it's easier to do everything, right? I just realized this is a very special. It's really not. <laughs> this is the first time I've worn pants on stage for a, sh- a live show. Ever? Ever. And not worn a dress. And I feel like myself for the first time in my fucking oh, life. I think you need to take a walk. I um, think you need to take a walk across And I can. Walk it uh, across. Yeah. I mean. Yes. The freedom. The freedom I have to move. But otherwise, shit's great. That only adds. <laughs> Sex sells, baby. That's, oh, don't you guys know? In the U.S., that's the new uh, accessories. Extreme camel toe. <laughs> Medically dangerous camel toe. I'll
3: show you this. Show I, us. Yes, I am wearing pajamas. Thank you. No, it's okay. My pajamas have pockets. Oh. That's right. Amen. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. Amen. I bought them at the Gap.
2: <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, listen. Look and listen mm. about my 2001 Georgia hair. What are these called? When you pull wisps. your hair, wisps? I some wisps I on the side. Like, is this still in? Or was it ever? Listen. Look and listen. Um, We've told you. <laughs> We've told you many times. Oh, Steven's not here, even though I've been screaming at him. Oh, that's where you go, oh, and then he, then he feels good about when he listens later. Steven they're like we actually don't care (laughs) Norway's the one place Steven that hates you what
3: does she do we just don't feel here in Norway we don't feel an affinity towards Steven at all there's nothing
2: that draws us to him Mm, we've seen mustaches (laughs) what'd she say I don't know but she's pissed some girl over there is like yes we know. how dare you he's amazing my cats think so too yeah that's right oh he's sending me so many photos of the cats man it's like how is he so good at feline photography he might need to go into cat portraiture I'm after not kidding after this podcast that and I feel like he could make a fucking killing on pet sitting now because everyone in the comments whenever he posts a photo of the cats is come to wherever and watch my cats you're the best cat uncle you know so like Stephen if you can hear me right now
3: <laughs> please don't aim to be a cat uncle <laughs> That's the most upsetting phrase I've ever heard for a young man.
2: Cat people understand, that, <laughs> But a
3: cat, it's like being a cat person is one thing. Uh, a cat uncle? Well, he's it's their like, uncle. It, he's kind of touching the cat weird over in the corner. Oh, no. no! Stop it! Karen has not had good experiences with uncles. I'm so
2: tired. <laughs> I'm just doing cheap comedy. Oh, what else oh, is there? My coffee's gone. Oh no, keep drinking it. Keep drinking it forever! Do 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 do. Okay, fuck, oh, <laughs> man. Uh oh. It's going to be fun is we're going to fucking get wired on caffeine and then not be able to sleep tonight. Yes. That's really fun this Is the thing that we do and we text each other at three in the morning like, <laughs> I can't sleep. Can you sleep? No. And then we just like write back and forth like, I can't believe this is our lives. This is so crazy. Life is so crazy. <laughs> and then gif, gif, gif. Did
3: you see this thing? There's a thing about turtles on Channel 9. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forensic Files is on! <laughs> and that's it. That's our life. That's our life. It's it, You know what's gross? To be sweating with wet
2: hair. It's
3: not a... <laughs> it's like not a good combination that is the
2: worst feeling You For forget the performer. thing where like you look fine and then you lift your bangs and it's like wet bangs <laughs> yeah and I also have the thing where like as a as a
3: a the palest type of person my scalp just wants to burst through my hair at any given moment so it always is like is her hair wet is it greasy is she balding what's why is it not good up there so, like, as we were standing backstage, and they were like, you have about three minutes. And I was just like, okay, I'll just keep brushing my hair over and over and pretend that's drying my hair.
2: <laughs> oh, God. No, I get it. That's why my hair's in a fucking ponytail right now. Um, look. Listen. Why can't we stop saying that? We, this is the most time we've said that live. What? What?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Um, look, I think we're going to do a great show. I think so,
2: too. I think we can eat a minute. Give us a minute. I think we have. Oh, thank you.
3: If we could just... If you don't mind uh, us taking a private moment after you've paid and waited to come and see this and we'll just have a conversation ourselves. Oh. What I think is great is really anything's possible now because we're not bound by the
2: s- strictures of society. Whoa. I don't know what I'm saying. You know, space-time continuum, space, continuum, space, continuum doesn't has been exist broken, in Norway, right? right? You is don't that, have it here. You guys don't you guys are granted immunity from time hopped uh, over yep, here. Yep. And now we
3: are in a, we're in all in a space together and we're about to discover what it's like to talk about true crime in a comedic way. By the way, oh, yeah. if you came here with a person who loves this podcast and you've never heard it before, <laughs> and you're kind of a grump in general, like people would <laughs> describe you as a grump. If you cross your arms a lot, yeah. your first reaction is always, I don't think so. <laughs> um, we're going to need you to get the fuck out because. Because this is a very... (laughs) yeah. (laughs) The back half of the room leaves. Wait, we didn't mean it. No, 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 we'll win you over. My pajamas.
2: (laughs) You went... I went first last night. So I go first. Tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Is that cool? You good? Yes, I think it'll be good. Okay, great. So we always talk about how when we go to other... uh, countries and even st- even states in the U.S. to tour. It's so fucking weird because you're like, what murder should I do? And then just insane murder that everyone there knows. And it's like their murder and you've never fucking heard of it. It's really kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, and so you guys have one that I hadn't heard of. And then I looked into it and I was like, how are we all not talking about this everywhere? Love it. What a great start. This is the Isdal woman. They know it. You guys. Rad. You've been holding back on us. <laughs> Can I just say, and God bless uh,
3: Dublin, we had two awesome shows, amazing kickoff in Dublin, but both nights, both times, I yeah. was like, and now I'm going to do Billy in the Bowl.
2: Sigh. And that's what it <laughs> sounded Nothing. like. Nothing.
3: <laughs> Not even laughing. Just, and then... One <laughs> girl, go, yeah, just
2: happy for her. She felt Didn't bad. Know. She felt bad. That was, that was a cousin of mine. She felt bad for me. She's like, we are all proud of you, Karen. <laughs> So I love it. Um, yeah. So once I started looking into this, I was like, "Well, fuck that. What's the one guy's name that I did before? Uh, who sound huh. uh, you know, that guy? <laughs> nope. You know. Uh, okay. It, it has. I'll remember it. And was he on this tour? Nope. Oh, he was a. You're saying in the hundreds of episodes uh-huh. we've done, one of the guys I did. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, it was the. Something man, Somerset man. No one yelled it. And I'm pointing out in the. Oh, audience. the Aust- the Australian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Somerset it. man. It's yes, got yes, it's yes. got whisperings of this. Okay. And, um, when I went to look f- to study this, there is currently a podcast going on that's like we're gonna fucking solve this motherfucking case. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, Norwegian journalist. Oh, here's what we need to do. Oh, real yeah. Quick. This is important. Actually, We've, I forgot this. This is key. You two from Norway. No, you are? Okay, you too. Right here? You're our translators, okay? And so everyone's going to want to scream at us when we get every word wrong. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot. Like, you guys got to give us a little room <laughs> for this one. Let's nope. not anticipate okay. something
3: negative. Okay. We'll anticipate the positive. But then if something bad happens, yeah. what's your name? Cecilia. Cecilia. Wait, are you Norwegian? Yeah. That sounded like an Irish accent to me. <laughs> Uh Uh-oh, Karen suspect. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, this whole thing just turned. Cecilia, you're the one that's going to say the name properly after we say it wrong. (laughs) Were you lying? Can you do it? Can you do it? Okay. Hold on. Are you on some kind of a hallucinogenic drug right now that might impede your ability? Or make
2: it better. Just a tiny bit. (laughs) that's fine yeah that's fine we, yeah, we all are we've been pumping it into the theater okay.
1: oh and
3: also if, if we say something that is factually incorrect and everyone in the room knows it and feels uncomfortable for us please just put your hand up yeah. we'll call on you Cecilia and then we'll go to you for facts
2: but we have nothing but positive we have nothing but we think we're love gonna... for you baby yeah okay Norwegian journalist Merit Higraf that's yeah uh, is your name Cecilia <laughs> <laughs> anyone named Cecilia here oh. can do it <laughs> you're opening it up to the Cecilias <laughs> the of the Cecilias. room Cecilias what if everyone in here is named <laughs> Cecilia you don't and know I don't know okay. and documentary maker Neil McCarthy they're doing a podcast about this called Death in Ice Valley and they want to like do the DNA testing and all the crazy wow, stuff so wow. it's, it's cool but it's a great story I mean it's a fucking tragic sad great story <laughs> They know. Which is the, what the, the podcast is called. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a, a tragic, a fucking, sad, great tragic story. story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the story of the Isdal woman—it's been one of Norway's biggest mysteries for almost 50 years. In the morning of November 29th, 1970, let's all go there. A professor and his two daughters, aged 10 and 12, were going for a morning hike in a remote spot in the Isdalen Valley. Uh, Bergen, Norway. I got it. I think I fucking got it. <laughs> nope. We can't see her face. <laughs> we can't see her face. We can't see the subtleties of her expression. No. Then I'm going to assume I got it. Um, <laughs> the valley is known to locals as Death Valley because so many suicides happen there and because people will die there. Okay. Um, just trust. So, trust. De- Death Valley. Okay. We have one of those, too. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's just really hot. Just hot, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And in the 1960s, um, some hikers had also fallen to their deaths while trekking in the fog, which is like, oh. oh, God, stay at home, you know? <laughs> this, is what ha- this is what happens when you leave the fucking house. That's right. You just walk off cliffs, you Don't know? you realize fog is waiting around every corner? <laughs> That's right. Um... Okay, so the, that morning, the two fucking daughters, 10 and 12, find, oh. yeah hidden between some rocks, kind of like tucked in between some rocks, the girl stumbled upon the remains of a badly burnt body. Wow. Uh, the family runs back to town to call authorities. I guess it's like an hour, though, I think, an hour trek to Did back to town. Did they run on foot? I don't know if they ran. I just okay. put that word in. Okay. Ran.
3: It's a good visual of a family running together
2: Yeah. yeah. to solve a crime. That's right. They go back to town. They call authorities. Um, the body is that of a woman, and she's lying on her back. And the front of her body is badly burnt, making her face unrecognizable. And um, the police lawyer, who's one of the first officers to be on the scene, Carl Havlor, A-A-S? What's the... Oos. Oos. Not even... Was that like a telephone, but it went just completely... Say it again. Oh, Os) Oos. It's us. Okay.
3: (laughs) This show is going to last four and a
2: half hours. (laughs) FYI. FYI? How do you say that? (laughs) Uh, Pwee! (laughs) Pwee! He said it looked like she had, it was like she had thrown, it was like she had thrown herself back from a fire, it looked like that. But there was no, you know, there wasn't a fire going on. And she was also found, um, out of the way. It was an, it was an unusual place to be. It wasn't like she had just been hiking. Um, and also, side note, the little girls back in the 1970s who were that young, they still won't talk about it at all to anyone. Uh, they said that they, 40 years plus years later, It psychologically affected them so much that they're just keeping it within the family. I'm sure. Not talking about it. Well, also, I bet there's something to it
3: where it's like I can't think of the correct word, but like that experience. Oh,
2: Um,
3: so. Yeah. They don't just want to go on TV and be like, yeah, so anyway, it's not, that's not how it is for yeah. them. So, like, the, all the media that comes to interview people of like, what happened? What did it feel like? Where it's yeah. like, they don't fucking know how it felt like. They were yeah. 10 and 12.
2: But it also, like, it, that does something like, to make the curiosity even bigger for the media. So, they probably hound them more than they would if they were like, we're giving one fucking interview and that's it to like right. get Oprah over here immediately. Well, and also because they're little. So, it's like yeah. even more salacious. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> um, so, the case becomes More mysterious by what was found at the scene. So weird. There's a dozen or more pills are found, along with a packed lunch, an empty bottle of and I found out what it was, St. Halvard's liquor. Liqueur. Giggling, don't fucking giggle. Um, two plastic bottles that smelled of petrol, a burnt passport, a broken umbrella, and a silver spoon with the monogram filed off. What? (laughs) That sounds like a board game if I've ever heard it. Sorry. That's crazy. Yeah. The body is surrounded also by jewelry, a watch, nylon stockings, and a burnt rubber boots. The labels of the bottles had been scraped off. The tags of the clothes had been cut off and, like, looking, like, obviously to conceal her identity. And then when the press gets wind of her, the Jane Doe, they dub her the Isdal Woman because that's where she's found. The autopsy only added more mystery. Her cause of death was a combination of phenobarbital sleeping pills and carbon monoxide poisoning with smoke particles in her lungs. Mm. So you gotta hope she died of inhaling the smoke before the fire. Ooh. You know? Um, there were around 50 to 70 sleeping pills found in her stomach, which hadn't yet integrated into her bloodstream. That's a lot.
3: So she probably wasn't passed out when she was lit on fire. Uh, <laughs> sorry, yes. <laughs> uh,
2: well, let me ask the worst question that you can't answer. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, the medical examiner also found a large bruise on her neck. It may be caused, caused by a blunt force, and the woman's fingerprints have been deliberately sanded away. Oh, no. uh, this is an expert, this person that's doing all this. Yes. What they were able to tell about her, though, was that she had numerous gold fillings and caps, and the dental work at the time they thought was associated with the Far East Central and South Europe, or South America, indicating she wasn't a local. Which I think is so interesting, like, back then, that that's what they could do. Because
3: people locally did not use that much gold in their fillings or
2: Something that, Something. Yeah, it was, like, whatever material they was. Did someone just drop a tuning fork? <laughs> <laughs> or is that our cue to get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? They can tell by whatever dental procedures and whatever materials they use. Pretty cool. Anyways, after discovery of the body, police are like, we're, let's trace this woman so we can find her fucking killers. Um, the death was originally, and then the death, some people were like, it was a suicide, which like, you know, I
3: don't think so. No.
2: But, you know. I'm going to commit suicide, but first let me cut all the tags out of my clothes yeah. I'm and gonna cut, sand my fingerprints right, off. Right, and then kill myself in possibly the most painful fucking yeah. way, yeah. Poss- possibly, and especially when there's like cliffs, go just jump. Okay, never mind. (laughs) We won't suggest. No. No. Georgia told me. Okay. (laughs) After discovery of the body, I already said that. Okay. The police um, get their first clue to learning the identity when, three days after the body is found, two suitcases are found at the Bergen train station nearby. (gasps) The thought plickens. (laughs) Inside. (laughs) Did you do that on purpose? I did, and I love it. I don't ever say it correctly anymore. Uh, inside of the suitcases were, uh, and they were hers, were clothes, a variety of wigs, a comb, hairbrush, makeup, money from Germany and Norway, coins from Belgium, Switzerland, and the UK. One of the suitcases had 500 Deutschmarks hidden within the lining. Ooh. Ooh.
3: We've got a wig spy on our
2: hands. Yeah. And don't forget, it's 1970, so it's the fucking Cold War. Oh. Right? Is it? I think so. Yes. (laughs) No one laughed, so... (laughs) Um, they're very polite people <laughs> they don't yeah they put up with a lot of stupidity <laughs> on this specific
3: podcast yes.
2: the clothing suggested that she had a more provocative style and the, i think it was like italian garments and everything looked fancy and shit is what they're saying all the clothing had been scrubbed of fingerprints and labels had been removed a tube of eczema cream was also found its prescription label had been removed um, inside one of the suitcases was a pair of non-prescription glasses, and it had a partial fingerprint on the lens, but it wasn't of any help. Or it belonged to her. I can't remember. I can't. It was hard to tell based on writing. They wouldn't, they wouldn't know, right? If it
3: belonged to her, how would they oh, be yeah. able to
2: tell? Duh. That's. No, there I'm... you go.
3: It's so much easier when someone's telling you a story yeah. to hear that stuff than when you're the one doing it, where right. it's just like,
2: what do you mean? Oh, that's yeah. obvious. <laughs> I didn't, and it just I had just said that. Um, there was another item found in one of the suitcases that stood out. It was a legal pad, and it was written in, co- it had code, written in code, various letters and numbers, the, they cracked the code, and it corresponded with the woman's stays in different cities, so she's tracking where she's going
3: but writing and in code mm-hmm.
2: and with wigs. Mm-hmm. Well, I do that too. <laughs> you love your wigs. And I'm an international spy. Oh shit. <laughs> what if this was my cover? <laughs> that's our TV show. Steven! <laughs> Podcast spies. <laughs> Podcasting spies. Uh, and we just spy on other people who
3: do good research on their podcasts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we kill them so that we're the only no, ones that's who- <laughs> mine. The Spy Who Podcast. Yeah, There you go. We've done it. That's the title for now. Mm-hmm. Wait. You got it. Okay. Legal pad. Code. The codes couldn't be cracked. They were cracked. And it was where she was staying. <laughs> <laughs> she also had multiple passwords and registered at different hotels under different identities. So clearly she's a fucking spy, she's a spy. right? You
3: don't put money in the lining of your suitcase if you're, not, if you're just messing
2: around for fun. No. no. No.
3: No. Also, you'd forget it was there. Yeah. I would absolutely be like... I could have sworn I took
2: $300 out of the bank. (laughs) Now, which suitcase did I put that in? (laughs) Did I sew it into the lining of? (laughs) Um, Okay, then they find a plastic bag uh, advertising a shoe store in Stavanger. (laughs) I can tell I'm not right, because you're laughing (laughs) at me. Help us. What? (laughs) Stavonier? Stavanget? Thank you. Seven yet. Seven yet. 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 Seven yet. Yet. Oh, we're not making fun, I swear to God. We, we have I no think, idea I got what's going on. All I need to do is get it once. That's you know? right. Okay. I need to get it seven
3: times, and it's not my
2: story. <laughs> and you need me to repeat it, even though I'm not going to get it right seven again. Um, so in Stavenger. <laughs> uh, thank you Cecilia Stavanger is so amazing
4: <laughs>
2: I knew that would pay off one day uh, I knew suffering through living with her would pay off one day <laughs> the son's owner Rolf remembers selling a pair of rubber boots to a very well dressed nice looking woman with dark hair Um, And she came into the store trying to decide which rubber boots and umbrella to buy. You think she'd be a little more like, you know, I'm getting that and that. So she, like, he wouldn't remember her, but also she was hot. What's up? Well...
3: Because there is this television show. I'm not sure if you guys have gotten it over here yet because it's American and it's new. It's called Good Behavior and it's with, right? It's with the woman from Downton Abbey, Lady Mary. And she is like a con artist in America. And it's the, A, it's the best show. But B, her whole thing is, first of all, she's all about those wigs. She's got like 25 wigs. But also she does exactly the opposite where she goes in and kind of dazzles people. And so she's like makes friends with everybody and does a character. And then they remember has it. They remember her, but as a different person. Oh, so she's the like. The
2: details are all, everyone has a different detail. And it's exactly. too many. She has like a southern
3: accent and a little blonde bob. And then when
2: she's walking back through with long black hair, nobody sure. notices her. Except everyone in real life is like, that's a fucking wig. Like, oh, every yeah. you can tell. No, you can't. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's
3: true because wigs, they're, the top of it is just a tiny bit higher than a normal scalp it is. Just a tiny bit yeah. higher. Quite dense. Not like my hair. <laughs>
2: No one would ever guess that we're wearing wigs. That's what I'm saying. I wore a wet wig out here for you guys. <laughs> oh, she picked her wet wig tonight. <laughs> That's nice. That's so 80s. Um, okay, then. So she, he helps her. He recalled she was calm, seemed to be from another country, and that she smelled, and I feel like this is just describes me, a strong scent, possibly garlic. <laughs> so she just had Italian lunch mm-hmm. which something? I had today too and I like picked the garlic out and ate it seriously or what if she had some kind of garlic yeah. perfume oh and like she wanted him to like get pay attention to that and not you know that, the, she, like, that she had her name tattooed on her forehead or whatever <laughs> don't look at this yeah Uh, According to multiple witnesses who saw her or met her, she seemed, because they, like, followed her trail, she seemed well-traveled, confident, fashionable, elegant, and spoke several languages, including English, Dutch, French, German, et cetera. Oh, (laughs) this website's fired. (laughs) Uh, Et cetera. And then just, it's the rest of all the languages that everyone speaks in the world. Pick one. Uh, although, and she did speak poor English and German, but her fluency in um, European languages made her, they seemed that she was European. I mean, just follow the trail. <laughs> okay. With the release, they released a composite sketch throughout the world, hoping someone would recognize her, describe her as 25 to 40, 5'4", long black or brown hair, small round face, brown eyes, small ears, uh, and that she wore her hair tied back with a blue and white ribbon. So god I just keep hitting myself in the face with this microphone <laughs> so I just want to acknowledge in case you're seeing this I know consummate professionals I also keep hitting the table do this please help me okay. it's just like in a, it was in a loop
3: yeah I could do that. Isn't that funny? <laughs>
2: stop it just do like no no perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry Okay, focus, they, they, focus. Track, tra- they track her movements to Norway that show that she was staying in three different hotels in March of 1970 under two different false names, which is like, I can't keep track of my own fucking name. Oh. Um, seven months later, after being out of the country, apparently, she returns and in the span of a month stays at another six hotels with six more false identities um, and... That she was known to request rooms with balconies and would change rooms often, which I think is, like, uh, not conspicuous.
3: I don't like this room. Give me another one. It's kind of a diva move, too. Yeah. Just be like, I'm sorry, this room isn't good enough. Can you give me
2: the exact same room three doors down? Yeah. Because they're all exactly the same. Yeah. Or someone is hunting me, and I need to keep changing rooms (gasps) over and over again. Ooh. That's what, I think that's what the point was. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, Maybe you should say the point at the top of the
2: paragraph <laughs> for me. Just well, I so think I we're get all it. going, okay, let's all go, on let's imagine she's an international spy, and every weird thing she does is because she's an international spy. I didn't mean to... Uh, Be
3: condescending. Yes.
2: <laughs> However, I... this Then I get howmever. you... However. However, from last night, you throwing me out of <laughs> the bus so hard, you guys. I
3: turned the Dublin audience on Georgia in a way that was kind of a podcast ender.
2: <laughs> It was. I screamed, what the fuck, Karen? <laughs> I didn't mean it. It just kind of weird. When she it told had, what was I told them I didn't it? fucking know that, that, that Ireland wasn't part of the UK. <laughs> Which I absolutely do and never didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Before that day? That's not true. Steven, make me go back to high school. Mm. Uh, I mean, elementary school. We all learn. Okay. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Where was I? being condescending and changing hotel rooms changing hotel rooms um and at several places she left a standing order that like every morning she wanted porridge with milk Mm. i don't know why i like that so much
3: maybe she's a bear (laughs) (laughs) just spitball we're spitballing
2: ideas in a way we normally don't keep up cecilia come on (laughs) She signed hotel bills with the occupation of antique dealer. The last hotel, house, hotel she stayed in, she checked out and then departed in a taxi, which she paid for in cash, six days before her body was discovered. Um, and then they look through her luggage. They find a postcard belonging to an Italian photographer. And they're like, this is a clue, right? That had to be exciting. Um, he had dined with her at a hotel in... Fuck. Loen? <laughs> L-O-E-N? Loen. <laughs> <Luen. laughs> She, she goes I think I was pretty close George just said it she goes what <laughs> are we bothering you or like you want to do this right no she's like I just wanted to come and watch this I don't she doesn't even know this podcast right she's like the Someone mushrooms are off. just hitting right now hand them over okay <laughs> Uh, Luen, Norway, but he could only remember a few de- details of their interaction, even though he had gone to like dinner with her and shit. Liar. Mm-hmm. He, mm, he claimed to be from, he claimed that she, he said that she claimed to be from South Africa and had, quote, six months to see Norway's most beautiful places. <laughs> in every wig in her suitcase <laughs> <laughs> um her, her is all woman's remains are buried in february of 1971 and they authorities believe she might have a catholic background so uh, they um, they also so the attend it, it was investi- the investigator officers all attended and they took photographs of the funeral. Um, she was buried with lilacs and tulips and the priest called her, quote, the unknown woman who was put, the, put to the grave in a foreign country without any family present. Oh. So that was 1971. Decades fucking later, in 2005, case goes cold, obviously. <laughs> a Bergen native guy comes forward and he was like, Oh, hey, I just saw the composite and I had this memory of 1970, which is like, really? He's like, I was 26. And five days before the discovery of the body, he was hiking with friends, and he noticed a clearly foreign foreign woman hiking up the path. They were coming back down. He said her clothing seemed to be unsuitable for hiking and looked like uh, suited for a night in the city, which is, like, judgy, you know? (laughs) Um, What what would he think about these outfits (laughs) in this scenario? Suitable for an (laughs) onstage audience. Suitable for laying all the way down. And that she appeared to be terrified of two, quote, southern-looking men walking not far behind her wearing black coats, like, following her. Oh. As they passed her, uh, she made eye contact and seemed distressed and tried to speak to him. Oh, And then continued walking. The men, like, wouldn't let her and kept her words herself. And then upon recognizing her from the composite sketch, she calls the police and they tell her, forget her. She was dispatched. The case will never be solved. So he's like, all right. I'll go back. I, I didn't tell you so long anyway. Wait, did they say
3: that to him in 2005 or back in the day?
2: You know what? Sorry. Wait. Sorry. I, I bet it was. You know what, though? I bet you're fucking right. <laughs> I bet it was then. Do you think? Because how could you pass
3: a person on a, on a trail that's giving you the old, uh-huh. as they pass, with two fucking dudes in black coats behind, and just be like, well, that's hiking for you. <laughs> God, the nature out here is nuts, yeah. the things that
2: happen. Like yeah. you would
3: have to do something, I bet, right?
2: I bet she's right. Cecilia, she right. <laughs> she she shrugged, so she
3: yes. You have to make the call. You are a key piece of this show. Cecilia, you're breaking you, good my one.
2: heart. I'm screaming at her, so she picked me. Okay, great. Um, okay, so the theory, leading theory is that the Isdal woman w- was a spy who had been murdered, possibly connected to Russia in the Cold War. Okay. I don't know what's was happening. Um <laughs> So, da, 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 da. okay, the case was recently opened in 2016, 46 years after the body was found, and they're hoping modern technology uh, will identify her, and uh, her jaw was found preserved because it had all of those weird feelings in it, and they're like, this is, we're going to need this, um, and they, uh, in 2016, a DNA profile was obtained, and and handwriting analysis was done, on the code which i think is so fucking cool yeah. suggesting a european possibly french origin and in 2017 isotopic analysis of her teeth revealed that she was pro- She probably spent her early childhood in central or eastern europe but spent her adoles- adolescence farther west so that's fucking interesting God, from teeth i know is that cool <laughs> what are they going to say about my teeth <laughs> I mean, it would make you feel good to see if these teeth were, these were some teeth.
3: They were, as, as David Sedaris, French dentist says, they're good time teeth. <laughs> I've, broken a bo- I've broken each front tooth on a bottle <sighs> because I've lived my life. What? <laughs> Did you hear that noise they just made at me?
2: <laughs> oh, no. You should try partying hard that, so hard that sometimes. <laughs> it's fun. And you're wearing pajamas? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is she okay? The researchers, okay, they think that she moved between childhood and adolescence. Um And they still don't know the age uh, at the time of death. But some indicate indications would suggest that she may have j- moved just before or during World War II. Wow. Which is fucking cool. And they still hope to find so they, they buried her in a zinc coffin back in 1971 specifically so that she wouldn't decompose no because they're like someday someone will be able to fucking identify who this who was the
3: mayor at the, that's so genius yeah Fuck. Yeah. that's we finally get to tell a story of like the most brilliant police yeah, competent and authorities word. Word. that's yeah. so awesome yeah congratulations
1: yeah
2: good job that's norway it. You are number one. Yeah, it's amazing. Police still want to find the woman's family so they can have a proper burial for her. And the reason they took those photos at at the burial, they made a photo album so that her family can have it one day. Mm -hmm. Why is this country so considerate? I don't know. We're staying. Can we stay? (laughs) And that is the fucking Isla woman. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Legit amazing. Thank you.
3: It's so fascinating. I think it was an Italian photographer. <laughs> we met real Italians last night in the oh, VIP yeah. line. The guy kissed me on this cheek, and then he kissed oh, me on this cheek yeah. like a movie. It was the best. I literally said that he's, he said hello, and I could tell he had an accent. So I asked him where he was from, and he said Italy. And then I went...
2: You're real Italians right in his face, like a goddamn idiot. He said to me, he, he like whispered, he was like, I got it. You were talking to his wife and he was like, I got to tell you guys how to do this murder from Italy. And I was like, tell it to me. Don't tell Karen. (laughs) Because I want to do it. And I wrote it down and he was like explaining it to me in like really broken, in like a thick Italian accent. And the way he told me, he, he, I have never heard about mutilated genitals in the most, like, sweet, lovely way. Oh, and they, like, the most, like, respectable way of telling me what he, the guy did. And I was like, wow, you, you should be a newscaster. You should be like, I didn't need to go that far into the case. Yeah.
3: rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough. To do that. If
1: you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in,
3: made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N
1: cookware.com. Goodbye.
3: Well, I'm going to do the black metal murders.
2: Oh, shit. (laughs) pandering
3: pandering god I'm sorry but there was like a half second pause that scared the shit out of me on that <laughs> you guys well it took me a minute too we're mm-hmm. doing the fucking the best of on uh, the show aren't we yeah and there was also there was a guy in the VIP line last night and, uh, an Irish guy that was like have you heard of the black metal murder I was like shut your mouth oh yeah I, I, I heard you
2: yelling at him but I didn't hear it I screamed I screamed in his face it was fun <laughs> That's how I bond with listeners. <laughs> Some guy in the VIP... Sorry, this is the last story. said to me, you couldn't, you, were, you couldn't be more Georgia if you tried in person. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> it's true. You are so Georgia. I am. So a
3: lot of the information I got from this story... Um, I got from a, a very good podcast called Disgraceland. Oh, yeah. Um, and Disgraceland, he does stories about musicians and bands and fucked up shit that happens in the music world, but they're really short. His podcasts are like 20 minutes long. I was yes. like, how do you do this? It's like a snack. It's Yeah, it's really well produced, really good. The host is named Jake Brennan. And so he covered the black metal murders. So um some of the more like deep divey stuff is from his um his
2: 20 minute podcast.
3: His 20 minute <laughs> podcast where he does 10 times more research than I
2: ever can. And seven hours are two hours long. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um so he had this interesting theory. So uh just in, in starting that, that the, the rise of black metal in Norway. So like Norwegian black metal was the, um, like the subgenre of heavy metal music. And, uh, and also if you are into metal music, I thoroughly apologize because. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be fucking livid at the end of this story. I, uh, I've only been stuck in the backseat of cars from guys I went to high school with driving me around and blasting yeah. Slayer. That's how I know metal. So I'm absolutely like so removed from this. I, I'm going to pretend I know what I'm talking about as I always do, but I super do not on this one. Um, but it, uh, Jake Brennan from Disgraceland is talking about how, so Norway is one of the richest countries in the world. Oh. And it's true. And you take the best care uh, like for pensions and older people, like they they put it all back into the community. It's, it's incredible. You guys so, would
2: hate the US. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: it is every fucking man for himself yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of his theories about the rise of Norwegian black metal was that uh the the frustrated up uh, you know that teenage angst that you have um but that in the 80s and 90s in Norway teenagers didn't really have that much to rebel against so like punk rock came out of like you know the poverty yeah. in England and you know Brooklyn or whatever and people picking up there's a garbage strike so you pick up a an old garbage bag on the street and suddenly that's your shirt and you put a you know You put a safety pin in your nose and you're like, fuck the queen or whatever, and all makes sense. (laughs) All makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in this scenario, because there's nothing to rebel against, people—the the people who want to be rebellious—and I absolutely empathize and uh, understand to a degree, um, uh, up to like listening to the Go Go's. That's that's my level of rebellion—just really loud nasal singing, all Fuck girl you, bands. Fuck you, mom! I'm Fuck gonna listen you. to pop. I'm gonna go to the dance, mom. Anyway. That basically that they kind of had to dig deeper because the, the normal, um, heavy metal that they were served up, which is Megadeth and Slayer and Metallica and all those, they had all done what, um, you know, heavy metal music had done before, which is, you know, Satanism got introduced in early. That was like a Led Zeppelin thing. That was there. It wasn't new. Uh So basically they kind of looked at, it was like, how do we get more fucked up around this (laughs) music genre? And, and it's also very fascinating because I remember seeing there was one of those um, true crime shows that did this story. And they opened up talking about, um, because one of the big bad things that happens at the beginning of the story is that all these 12th century, incredible, historic churches start oh, no. getting burned all oh, around no. Norway. Yeah, And... They say that it's the, the idea is that instead of being like, oh, we're Satanists and the devil and, near, 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 <laughs> like, that isn't enough. And what, what the, um, the, the goal became to attack Christianity mm. directly. So it's not like, Hey, mom, can you believe I'm a Satanist? Yeah. It's like, no, we need to end that fucking oh. oppressive religion that came into our country. Uh-huh. Cause we used to be pagans and we used to be, you know, Norse gods and all that shit. You know how, you know what you're <laughs> like know what you're like you know how you are with your roots and your paganism and your satanism and your environmentalism which is a big part of it you love the forest and you love a human sacrifice so god bless you all um which i just think is a fascinating uh because yeah so anyway so (laughs) it's just a fascinating like structure to set things up because oftentimes in these true crime things it's like can you believe these crazy assholes that were just criminals and it's like no everybody has a reason yeah and everybody's kind of like you know so okay so we're gonna start black (laughs) i'm already so tired and my (laughs) hair is still wet it hasn't dried in any way um so the black metal subgenre of heavy metal music was invented. I sound like your mom talking about heavy metal music. It does. It is so embarrassing. I like it. Um, it was black metal music was invented here in Norway. Some say on August 16th, 1987. Oh, with the specific. Release. Yes, oh. on the day uh-huh. of the release of the band Mayhem's first demo, oh.
2: Death Crush. Do you know I had a... I, I dated a metal... Dude in what? high school like my first boyfriend what was his name his name, his name was chris pratt which is like what complicated what? Pratt, pratt? uh we met in rehab <laughs> seriously i saw him walking down the rehab hallway the day he got there and he had a slayer shirt on and the gnarliest goatee and long hair tied back and earrings and shit and i was like and he was fucking hot and i yeah. was like damn and then uh our song was a slayer song <laughs> Did you slow
3: dance to a Slayer song? No. Okay. No. Just F-U-C-K-E-D to it? (laughs) No, Vince, no. No, no Vince, no. No, I never did that. No premarital sex for you. Good girl. (laughs) Go on. I like... I have, I, there's a lot of comics that I started comedy with. They're super into metal music. And the funny thing to me is that they're deep down, they're super sensitive to the point where like, if you don't save them a chair at dinner, they'll leave. (laughs) They'll like storm out of dinner. Like, you knew I was coming where it's like, sorry, weren't you just worshiping Satan? Now you're mad about dinner. What's, I can't track you. I'm tougher than you are. Okay. So. Mayhem's guitarist and the founder is a guy named Austin Arseth. Great. She's totally out. She's just not even playing anymore. (laughs) She's sleeping. (laughs) But he goes by the name Euronymous. Ooh, Uh, that's cool. They all have stage names. I'm going to call them stage names because I'm from the theater. (laughs) I mean, it is. They all rename themselves these names that I'm sure at the time were very daunting and upsetting, but now... I think are fucking hilarious.
2: So <laughs> Will you start calling me Euronymous? <laughs> yes, I will. Great. Uranimus.
3: Um okay, you know so,
2: someone's I'm sorry, you no. know someone's cat's name, Euronymous, in <laughs> yes, this theater. Yes. No. Someone
3: with a black cat named Euronymous and uh, What's another one. Well, there's a uh, you're about to hear. Okay. And then you can pick the cat name at the end when you hear all these. Okay, great okay, okay, go go, go. go right. Okay. Uranimus. I think Hellhammer's coming up here somewhere.
2: <laughs> oh, that <laughs> yes. would be a kitten named Hellhammer. <laughs> Dude, no, Like a little long-haired kitten. Oh, it's so cute. Hell, Hammer. Can I say one more fucking annoying Please. thing? Please. No, always. There's also a Twitter account called Black Metal Cats. What? That is like photos of cats looking tough and then a quote, a black metal lyric as the tweet, like with the black metal cat. Yes. It's so hilarious. (laughs) It's just like a cat walking through the forest, and then it's like, seasons of death. (laughs) Like, it's the best. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm done. We got to look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody feel free to pull
3: out your phones and look (laughs) at that right now. I don't care. Okay. So, um, so... Euronymous starts Mayhem in 1984 Mm -hmm. with his bass player, whose name was John Stubberud. I don't care what Uh, his real name was. Oh, okay, because his his fake name was Necro Butcher.
2: Oh!
3: Yes. (laughs) 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 Thank
2: you, that hurt.
3: Necro Butcher, my instrument. I damaged my instrument. How do they how do they do it? No. That's really I am impressed by it's crazy. All metal bands, there's the ones that do that because you're singing like the cookie monster for
2: hours, <laughs> hours at a time. Yeah, and you're not trained
3: to do <laughs> what if it. That they are. Way? They're like opera singers that have taken it in a different direction. Yeah. Could be. Okay. So Necro Butcher and Euronymous start this fucking band. <laughs> Everybody loves it. They're just like, this is the shit. And it's like the mid-'80s, so it's very, very new. It's during the Cold War. (laughs) We know. Right? So the lead singer—I honestly just damaged my larynx. (laughs) The lead singer is a 19-year-old named Per Olin. He moved uh, to Norway from Sweden to join the band— and he and Euronymous were roommates and best friends.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't think black metal dudes can have besties. <laughs> Wikipedia says they can. <laughs> roommates and
3: best friends. And Hellhammer, you can't come. It's just our night. <laughs> stay home and take care of the kitten. Stay out stay out of it, necromancer. You're the kitten uncle. You need to stay <laughs> home. <laughs> I'm just loving cats. <laughs> okay. So Pear, uh, when he joins the band, changes his name to Dead. <laughs> kind of love it. I mean, it's it's simple, it's quick, it's clean. You know exactly what he's going for. It's kind of like performance arty. Yeah, Dead. Well, <laughs> he really does throw himself into it because before shows, he buries his clothes under the ground, what? and then digs them up and puts them on, so he's like a real corpse. I don't
2: think he's like a real corpse. I think he just has dirty clothes. Well,
3: he also was the first, uh, they credit him in this scene with being the first to wear what they call corpse makeup, which is like not Kiss, not Alice Cooper, but like the white and black where they're Ooh. trying to actually look dead. Okay. Um So dead did it first. Um,
2: <laughs> dead did dead, dead before dead, dead, dead was dead. Dead, the deadest. Got it.
3: He also used to carry a dead bird around in a bag before shows and then no! inhale it. So that he would have the smell of death in his nostrils, where it's like,
2: you will get Lyme disease. Yeah. What are you doing? Ew. But I feel like... That's what I do too backstage. (laughs) What if I did that?
3: Oh, Georgia. Vince, did you get Georgia her bird? (laughs) There's some places where you can only get a
2: chicken. (laughs) Just like a chicken breast in a bag. (laughs) It's, but it smells like death, uh, and that's what I need. <laughs> oh, I love that idea <laughs> so much. Put write it right into the script, Stephen, of uh, podcasters. Oh, the, podcaster the spy show? podcasters, spy podcasters.
3: We're gonna do a chicken breast scene. Um, <laughs> make sure they have two chicken breasts, yeah, in case we both want one, yeah. And of course, two brown bags <laughs> that look like they're from the candy shop. Okay. <laughs> he when they would do their concerts their live performance concerts oh. playing their instruments for each other um, dead would cut himself on stage they would have pig heads on the stage it was super fucked up it was just a big oh. fucked up contest who can be the more fucked up um, and they were all winning Um <laughs> now what's interesting is oh and all of the members of mayhem lived in an old house in the forest near oslo which is rad yeah yeah um so i bet it was smelled so bad i it the the dead birds were piled around there's like dirty like soil encrusted clothing and then just dead birds (sighs) okay um oh uh the host of Disgraceland um, actually suggests that there is a chance that dead may have actually been suffering from something called Cotter Syndrome, which is a mental illness mm-hmm where people actually believe that they are dead that they are corpses walking around and that they're putrefying
2: wow and it's a
3: real uh syndrome that some people get and he definitely had severe clinical depression okay um and I think that also is a lot of a lot of people were um in this scene kind of like obviously rebelling that whole thing but then there's also that there's a coping aspect of Mm -hmm. it too where it's like you know we all do it when you you all get together and you're like here I'm the most fucked up (laughs) oh yeah okay so they move into the house in the forest which i wish i could see a picture of and um necro butcher later um says that they after living together for a while dead and Euronymous kind of started fighting Uh-oh. they weren't best friends anymore um they got on each other's nerves a lot apparently um Uranimus would play synth- synthesizer music and dead would get really mad and go outside <laughs> this was a fight they had once he went outside, got mad, was like pouting outside, but with corpse makeup on. <laughs> and, and then Euronymous came outside and shot a gun up into the air. What the like, fuck? Well, you're mad, now I'm shooting a gun. It's oh, the perfect solution. Sure. Um,
2: uh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hellhammer is the one that told that story. Hellhammer. Um, you, you and I need to fucking up, up our fights. Man. Yes. We have to get rifles.
3: <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Okay.
2: Okay. Um,
3: so, uh, oh, and that at one point they they claim, the band claims that once dead stabbed Euronymous with a knife because mm. they were fighting. Um, okay. So then it, of course, turns even darker than Norwegian black death metal, um, <laughs> black metal. Uh, on April 8th, 1991, dead commits suicide in his and Euronymous's forest home uh, in the band house. And this is so fucked up. He slid his own wrists. Then he cut his throat. Then he shot himself in the head. Jesus. And then he left a note that said, excuse all
2: the blood, cheers. Wow, dude. Yeah. Dark metal to the end, man. I think he was, yeah, I think... Yeah. I think he just
3: had cl- very bad clinical depression yeah. and just didn't know what to fucking do with himself. Yeah. Um, so let, now let's go one step more fucked up because this is just going to be as fucked up as it can be. Okay. When Euronymous finds Dead's body, he doesn't call the authorities. Uh-uh. He doesn't, uh-uh. uh, he doesn't call anybody's family. He goes and buys a camera mm. and then he comes back. And he takes pictures of the horrifying scene. And then he walks around and he collects pieces of dead's skull. And he later made necklaces <gasps> out of those pieces of skull and he would give them to different members of their clique uh, of like the local musicians who were in bands. Uh-huh. And then he also took some brain matter. So that he could eat it later because he wanted everyone to know that he was a cannibal.
2: Oh, God. So. Fucking 19 year olds, man. <laughs> They're so obnoxious. It's
3: not cool. Here's one step worse. Later on in 1995, Mayhem used one of those pictures of the suicide scene mm. as cover art oh. for their live album Dawn of the Black Hearts. Oh, no. And I think that's supposed to be an ironic joke that it was the live album and the cover is a fucking of a guy, photo of a suicide. Of a
2: guy named dead. Of a guy named dead. That's clever. The politest
3: smattering of applause <laughs> for that horrifying, God forbid there are staff members in this room right now. We're so sorry. We're, We're so, so sorry. so sorry. Okay. So this is, now we're getting the sense of how intense this scene is yeah, yeah. and how devoted. And it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to get a tattoo and smoke and say, fuck you.
2: Yeah.
3: It's everybody is like, they're constantly accusing people of being posers. You have to like, you have to be really dedicated and show how, uh, fucked up you are, essentially. So Euronymous opens, um, a month after Dead commits suicide, Euronymous opens a record shop called Helvete. Hey, what? I know it means hell. <laughs> I didn't get to that part yet. I was trying to pretend I didn't speak Norwegian. What'd you say? Helveta.
2: Yeah.
3: <clears throat> Which means hell. <laughs> Norway. Oh, you stole her <laughs> crowning line. That was my... <laughs> you jumped the bit. So that record shop, Helveta, becomes... <laughs> a meeting sh- a ground for all these uh, black metal musicians and they the, the guys that begin to frequent the shop are, start to be known as the black circle um, and one of the guys is a man named Varg Verkas. Uh, no Varg <laughs> Varg Verkes <laughs> wow <laughs> we're going to call him Varg from now yeah, on yeah. is that good? Uh, he's also his stage name is Count Grishnak. <laughs> <laughs> Count Grishnak, which okay. sounds like as Steve Martin is playing Dracula yeah. or something,
2: doesn't it? It's a, this is a comedy. It sounds like you're like your shop teacher, Mr. Grishnak. I yes, don't want it. Mr. Grishnak. Can I go to the restroom? Yeah. I don't. Um,
3: okay. Okay. So, Varg. Uh, he is actually this amazing musician. He was a one man. He had a band called Burzum. Probably. And, uh, it was just him. He uh-huh. played every instrument or whatever. So he, he was very well known and that band was very well respected in this scene. And so they get him to join the band after Dead commits suicide. Um, so, uh, so then, um, then, basically, as they meet and they're hanging out, and it's this thing of, like, they know what Euronymous did um, with the suicide scene and all the horrible fucked-up shit. So everyone is trying to, like, you know, beat everybody else. So people start desecrating graves, mm. and then the churches begin to burn. Now, uh, this was a year after dead suicide on June 6, 1992. The Fantoft Stav Church. Oh, Wow.
2: Nice. Wow.
3: Um, it's so it's it was built in 1150. No,
2: we don't. That's too old.
3: It's so old, and you it looks like something from Middle Earth. It's amazing. It's like they rebuilt it, right? Yeah. It's it's really amazing looking, but it's like it's got all these roofs. It almost looks like a pagoda in mm. a way. Like it's it's so fucking old. That's so old.
2: insulting to them. <laughs> no <I> idea. <didn't. laughs> a pagoda totally, looks like that. They ripped it off from the Japanese easily. <laughs> No. That's, I didn't mean it like Mom, that, but like you're when being you
3: racist. When you see it, you just go, nothing like that exists anymore. Yeah.
2: And this this was the only the one uh, of the only ones left. Dicks. <clears throat> so that these guys who burned it, not you guys who built it. What <laughs> if I was mad at them for building-start attacking people? <laughs> what dicks? Okay. Um
3: so, of course, the story, this church burning down is, it's, you know, a national treasure. It makes, of course, the news. Um, and they find satanic symbols around the, the site. Um, nobody knows what's going on or why anybody would do that. Um, but of course, the medals the of the Norwegian, uh, black metal scene do. And, uh, so, um, so then they see that that, church got burned and they start burning all the churches and uh, over 30 architecturally and historically significant churches around Norway were destroyed in these arson fires Um, and one firefighter lost his life trying to fight the blaze so in January of 1993 um, two friends decide they're going to interview Varg and they're, they're, he wants to talk about the black metal scene. He wants to talk about the church fires. And they're going to bring it all to the Norway's biggest, one of Norway's biggest newspapers, Bergenstedende. <laughs> you committed. No, that wasn't it, was it?
2: Bergenstedende. <laughs> <laughs> Bergenstedende. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I stole your thunder. Do you have like an ear for Norwegian? <laughs> I think I can hear better than you. Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> I gotta put my hearing aids on. I gotta bring my hearing horn out. So they're like, okay, we're going to interview him and then we're going to bring this story to Norway's, one of Norway's biggest newspapers, hoping they'll print it. And then, of course, when they get this story, a journalist named, um, Finn Bjorn Tonder, uh, he arranges an interview with them. Because they're like, oh, we think we found out who has been burning these churches. Uh-huh. So they have him come to, uh, an apartment. And when he, when the journalist gets there, they tell him if he ever, if he goes to the police about anything he's about to hear, they'll shoot him. Um, so then. But the paper's fine. But the newspaper's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't work like that. Uh, it's like he just can't tell details. He can't like oh. report them. Okay. Um, or say who it is. So then Varg goes on to explain that. He knows who burnt the churches. He's not saying he did it, but he might have done it. But other people did it. He <laughs> I knows. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> give I me credit, it. but also don't put me in jail. Yeah. Um, so he basically says the attacks are going to continue. And he said, tells um, the reporter, they're devil worshipers. And, quote, our intention is to spread fear and devilry. And that's why
2: uh, we're telling this to... Bertold didn't <laughs> close. So <laughs> uh
3: later on in in uh years later in other interviews he actually said He explains, the Christians desecrated our graves, our burial mounds, so it's revenge. For each desecrated graveyard, one heathen grave is avenged. And for every 10 churches burnt to ashes, one heathen hof, which is a Norse pagan temple, is avenged. And for each 10 priests or Freemasons assassinated, one heathen is avenged. So he's fun. He's a good guy. (laughs) Um, Okay, so of course, the journalist gets this story and it immediately becomes a front page story. And the article, the article is titled, We Lit the Fires. <laughs> and there's a picture of Varg. No. Holding two knives. His face is like
2: slightly oh. obscured. He was but like, you promised.
3: Like, yeah, you snitched on me yeah.
2: to a newspaper as a journalist. When I talk to you, snitches get candy. <laughs> um,
3: so, so basically Varg and Euronymous uh, they planned this interview. They wanted to scare people. They wanted to promote black metal. And they wanted to get more customers to the record shop.
2: Oh. You guys need to, you got to pick which direction you're going in. Yeah, Like commerce and like fucking, or are you going to go that way?
3: Well, and the sad thing is they did not see the, the huge return vinyl was going to make. Like they were so early in on that mm. game. And like now they'd be so rich. Yeah. Anyway. By the time the story hits the sands, Varg's already been arrested. Um, oh, good, yeah. So, so he claims. Uh, oh, he claims he claims that the journalist snitched on him, but the police are like, "No, we actually found your home address on an old Bursum flyer." so he didn't exactly cover his tracks okay so he's held in jail for six weeks the charges don't stick because of course there's no um evidence that directly ties him to any of these church fires and so he's released um but during those six weeks that he was in jail um in january of 1993 uranimus closes the record shop Uh because they've gotten such intense Uh media negative media attention and pressure so Var gets out of jail like, I did it. I took the hit for the team because we're, and it's like, clothes, shades pulled. Um, (laughs) And, of course, he's livid. And so are all the members of the black circle because they don't have a cool clubhouse to go to and fucking talk about their feelings. (laughs) What if they just went there and talked about their feelings?
2: So many less churches would have burned down. It was like just group therapy?
3: Yeah. Sitting in a circle like, I guess I just like to rock because my dad was mean. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So. (laughs) Oh, and somewhere in there, Uranus also started his own record label. Because all these bands started, of course, popping up everywhere Smart. right so so him closing that it was basically like he was kind of the king of the scene but then nobody really they didn't want that they wouldn't want any one guy to be in yeah. charge and they there was a lot of you know i guess struggling for power or whatever um so tensions are building evil feelings satanic bad vibes um <laughs> It all leads up to the night of August 10th, 1993, when Varg goes over to Euronymous's place with a guy named Snore. Now, wow. That's the best.
2: Yeah. That's his
3: actual, that's not his stage name. That's, that's oh. his working name. That's his given name, okay. Snore. Okay. And I like it so much, I forgot to write down his stage name. It's just, I was like, Snore, this is the best. <laughs> so it's like, I imagine, like, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, is like he looks, like, sleepy. Yeah. Because it's Snore. <laughs> okay. They get into a disagreement with Euronymous. Um, at first, they say it's about royalties for old Burzum recordings that Euronymous mm-hmm. isn't giving them through the label. Like, it's basically a money yes. fight. But Varg ends up stabbing Euronymous 23 times. 16 of those wounds were in his back. Whoa. And still, Varg claims it was (laughs) self-defense. So he's arrested nine days later. And when he's arrested, police find 150 kilograms of explosives and 3,000 rounds of ammunition in his home. Yes. So come to find out that Varg had other plans going on and what he was going to do and he was actually on the verge of doing was blowing up the radical leftist anarchist space in Oslo called Blitzhaus he was going to blow that up and he was basically on the verge and but he knew Euronymous didn't want him to uh-huh. because Euronymous, deep down they said was a communist uh-huh. so he was like he would have <laughs> I don't know I don't understand Wikipedia sometimes. <laughs> I, just, I just cut it and I paste it. But but essentially it didn't line up with Euronymous' right. true politics. And, right. and so, um, so he wouldn't have approved. And so, uh, but then when they ask Varg himself, he says that he had the explosives and the ammunition in order to defend Norway in case they were attacked by the United States or Wait. the Soviet Union. <laughs> Sorry. Because it was still the Cold War. What? You have questions? (laughs) Questions and comments. Questions and comments. When they
2: asked Varg, he told them, but he, because he was alive still?
3: Yes. Varg stabbed (sighs) Euronymous to death. Got it, got it, got it, got it.
2: That was Record store owner. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I heard it the other way around. Okay. Okay, so here's... There's was, a lot of names in this story. Yeah.
3: And many of them don't attach to a real person, like Hellhammer.
2: <laughs> Who Tried is that? Try to picture a Hellhammer. Like, what would a Hellhammer look like? Okay. <clears throat>
3: well, you know what's actually fun is you can click on the names like when I was trying to find out who the original bass player for fucking Mayhem was that's how I spent my time today and it came up on that guy's page and he's like a 52 year old dude playing the bass with nothing he just looks like like he's having a great time like this is just a thing he got out very quickly and it's just like you guys are way too intense I just want to jam I just wanted to drink some low and brows and kick back yeah Um. so yeah okay it's yeah. Uh, so essentially, um, Varg thought that either the United States or the Soviet Union was going to attack Norway, and he wanted to get ready for it because, as it, in his words, we have no reason to trust either gov- the government, the royal family, or the military because of what happened the last time we were attacked. So, you know, he's got a point. Um, <laughs> at his trial... It was claimed that Varg, Snor, <laughs> and another friend, <laughs> Plebe, um, <clears throat> just to make sounds, had planned the murder together and that the third person, the, Third friend stayed at the apartment in Bergen as an alibi and to make it look like they never left. So he was using Varg's, they were he was renting movies, using Varg's credit card, mm. and basically creating a paper trail so it looked like Varg was somewhere else. So it was clearly premeditated. It was not mm-hmm. we I went over there to ask for money and then we ended up getting in a fight and it was self-defense where I stabbed somebody in the back sixteen times. <laughs> On May 16th, 1994, Varg was sentenced to twenty-one years in prison, which is the maximum penalty in Norway, and he was charged with the murder of a Euronymous and the arson of three churches, of which I cannot say the names. (laughs) Um, The attempted arson of a fourth and for the theft of 150 kilograms of explosives. From where? I know.
2: They need to fucking lock that shit up a little better. a padlock at the very least. (laughs) One of those ones from junior high. Yeah. Just don't give away the code.
3: Don't don't tell anyone that it's your birthday. What? One, two, three, four. Um... When they read that sentence, Varg was smiling because he rocked till the very end. Um, and in February of 1993, the Norwegian magazine Rock Furore. Well, sure. Is They're it like, out of print? Everyone's stay. like, we never got that magazine. Yeah. It was not good. Um, well, they published an interview where Varg said of the prison system, "It's much too nice here. It's not hell at all in this country. Prisoners get a bed, a toilet, and a shower. It's completely ridiculous." I asked the police to throw me in a real dungeon, and also, en- and oh also God. encourage them to use violence. <laughs> what? There is a chance that if things had gone a little bit differently for Vark, he would have just been really into S&M. <laughs> uh-huh. And, like, Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and shit. Like, he could... It could have gone real light and yeah. easy for him. Yeah, What's interesting, then, is... Because I thought I had saw, saw something about this. I looked it up. Norwegian prisons... I bet they're
2: fucking nice, they're right? They're
3: the most luxurious... Oh, man. ...in the world, but... Ow! ...they've one design... <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Hold my hand. They've won design awards. What? But, 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 what? but, but, Norwegian criminals demonstrate the lowest rate of reoffending in of Europe, they do. if not the world.
2: So, yes. You guys, quit showing off. You do it all right. I just love
3: that idea where it's just like it doesn't it doesn't work that way. You can't just like punish people into the ground and be like,
2: yeah, I get it now. (laughs) Now I'm happy that you've kicked my face into the dirt. Yeah, you guys keep setting examples, and we keep going. Yeah, but we don't think so. Yeah,
3: where America's like, oh, we'd like to privatize our prisons, and so everyone can make money. Yeah, eh, let's not get into it. Let's start. Hey, that's the real horror show. Um, So. It turns out deep down in what's happening. So Varg got out of prison in 2009. Uh-oh. And he here? He, uh oh. Is he He might be in Listen, sir. <laughs> the count. But it turns out he basically, at the end of the day, he was a white supremacist. Oh, okay. And that's what all of his, um, he, he called it, uh, I believe he said it's uh, Odalism, which was, he didn't, he didn't like the label of white supremacist or Nazi. Which oh, you, is, can, you don't get to pick it, dude. Well, he's. <laughs> He's very independent spirit. Okay, and he likes to call the shots. Okay, um, he says, "Odalism lies in paganism, traditional nationalism, racism, and environmentalism."
2: <laughs> this is the first time those have been named together. I mean, that's the festival I don't want to go to <laughs> ever. What if you had the? <laughs> just picture the shirt from the festival, and it's like <laughs> a globe, and it says those four things around it. And there's a heart in them. It's like people walking towards you are like, hey, uh, oh, uh, nah.
3: <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> also, this is just, f- I'll end it with this fun fact. Varg has never in his life used alcohol or recreational drugs. That's the problem. That was all sobriety talking. Oh, man. That whole time. So that's uh, the, the black metal murders of Norway. That so fascinating. Awesome. Thank you.
2: That was real fun. That was fun. Uh, I was really sweating during that. Oh, yeah. I was sweating, too, during mine.
3: Between the pronunciations and being judged by metalheads, I was just like, I don't want Why did I do this to
2: myself? <laughs> we really put ourselves at risk in this Every podcast. Every goddamn day for you people. <laughs> I think we have time for a quick hometown. Yeah, let's do it.
3: <laughs> can we have the lights up, if possible, just so we can see
2: everybody? There's a Karen's going to tell you the rules while the lights get well. Oh God! Look at this in here. Oh my God! Look at those light fixtures. (laughs) Jesus! I'm wearing pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, you shouldn't have. Okay, hometown
3: (laughs) rules. Okay. Um, We want it to be local, so please don't tell a story and then be like, I'm from Arizona, because no one gives a shit about that stuff. <laughs> um, you can be drunk, but you can't be so drunk that you can't follow your own story. That's key. Um, it, it, it's, it'd it be great if it had an ending, uh, <laughs> some kind of a button, a wrap-it-up, give us some satisfaction of, of some kind. It's just good for storytelling yeah, in yeah. general. And just remember that... um everybody who didn't get picked hates your gut so you need to move it along okay, okay. oh
2: i'm pa- are you picking tonight no no you do it okay uh um um don't panic i'm panicking oh here's Vince. here's vince with the thank mic thank you there he is okay okay hi, hi. what's her name i'm sandra sandra look at her hi. cute dress what's
0: your name Sandra.
2: Mom Sandra. 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 I'm just, I'm just Sandra. She said, I'm Sandra,
0: but... I'm really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Okay. I... <laughs> <laughs> Your dress is
3: yes. amazing. Thank you. I love it. Any pockets on there? Yes, good. Please no take pockets. a look. Okay. No
0: pockets. Very disappointing, but it is my favorite dress. It's yeah, it's good. really good. Yeah. <laughs> Sandra, where are you from? I'm from Bergen. Okay, great. Yeah. We've talked okay. about it all you night. You talked about us a lot today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on up there, down, down there, over it. there. Yeah. Up there? <laughs> down. Down. <Yeah. laughs> Started strong. <laughs> yeah. What's your hometown? Uh, so I was on a train with two murder brothers, and I got them thrown off the train <laughs> uh, me and my sister we were on uh, we were going on a weekend trip here uh-huh. uh, for a convention and uh, on how one long of the ago stop, I, it? it's a couple of years five six years ago okay. um, and then on one of the stops two people got on and at first we were like okay they're obviously drunk but you know you do you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's really all nice. alcoholics. I want to say thank you. It's really nice. But then as, uh, it's a six six and a half hour long train ride, uh, so as the train ride was going along, they got progressively more drunk and more annoying. And <laughs> at one point, I went to the bathroom, and when I came back, one of them was yelling in my sister's face, oh. and my sister has autism, so oh. she was panicking. Yeah. And I just pointed at him and go, "Hey, you stop that." Yes. <laughs> Sandra. Can I ask you what you it. do for a living? Um, at the time, I was working in an office. Right now, I work at a Toyo, Toys R Us in uh, Berlin. <laughs> 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 Perfect. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a take, no, take no shit but do no harm kind of person. Love so, it. Yeah. God bless. Um, and he, he was looking at me like he wanted to murder me. Sure but you. I was like, that's my sister, so fuck off. <laughs> and then I went to one of the people working at the train, and I was like, they're drinking, and they're in people's faces. You need to get them off. And she was like, okay, we're going to call the police. But uh, the thing about the stops on the train from Bergen to Oslo, not all of them have police stations um. that can handle drunk people. <laughs> so we had to wait for about an hour before they were front of the train. Oh, shit. And then when finally the, the train stopped, they just panicked. They started running, and the police was running, and my sister was crying, and I was like, okay, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. We're going to Oslo, and it's going to be fine. <laughs> and then... We went to the convention, it was fine, and then we came back. And then a week later, my mom called me while I was at work at the office. And she was like, remember those two guys who got thrown off the train to (laughs) Oslo? I was like, yeah. They murdered someone. Oh, they stabbed someone multiple times. And it was right across from the street where my mom worked. That's why she knew about it. So, did did it happen before or after they were on the train? It happened like literally a few hours before they got on the train. Holy shit! So I pointed at a murderer and went like, "Hey, you stop that!" Yeah, (laughs) Sandra. (laughs) Oh my god! That's right, you did did. (laughs) like so naturally. I was like, okay, but they're gonna come murder me now. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, start locking my doors. <laughs> no, they, they got arrested and they, they got the twenty one year old sentence, which I think is too low because they did murder someone yeah, and he was true. he was he was a person. Most yeah. people are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they, um, thankfully they got the jail time so not worrying too much now anymore but yeah. back then I was like yeah okay maybe, maybe start wearing like a, an alarm and pepper spray and... <laughs> <laughs> pepper spray the motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> that is amazing that's, <laughs> that's oh oh God. God. so good great yeah. job
4: thank you that's how you do it yeah. thank, you.
3: thank you so you much really Sandra yeah. everybody Hey.
2: Yeah. hell yeah Such a good dress such a good dress knocked it out of the park that's what we like is like yes our hometown person was dressed better than both of us I know can we trade
3: outfits real quick (laughs) Um, oh that was amazing oh my god
2: fucking Oslo you guys that was so fast that felt so fast yeah I want to say, like, we were walking off of the plane today when we got to Oslo, and we were just both, like, in this thing, and I turn to you and go what's this fucking life? <laughs> and it's so true because it never in my life did I think I would ever get like come to Norway and come to Oslo. And this is so crazy that this podcast that I'm absolutely obsessed with and love because it's this topic that means so much to me because I just, that's all I want to do is talk about it, has brought us here. It's, yeah. I'm so happy. We're so fucking thankful for you guys and everything you've done for us. Uh, it's amazing. And
3: they just thank you for uh, buying tickets, for supporting, for listening. I mean, when our um, the agent that set up this tour, when he started talking about, like, Oslo and Stockholm and Amsterdam, I was like, they don't want this there. Let's, <laughs> let's not bother those people. <laughs> they have all their brown bread and their herring. They don't need our bullshit. And I think I just, we were so nervous that... I don't know what we were fucking nervous about but it's this has been such a beautiful night and such an incredible like it's so nice to be feel so connected with you guys yeah. like what a what an exciting thing what an exciting thing like even in
2: Oslo we have <laughs>
3: People in a country all the way around the world listen to uh, George and I record personal
2: conversations we have about serial killers on her couch at home. Uh-huh. It's incredible. So Not thank even the, you. Yeah, on the couch that has old cat barf don't talk. oh you don't know about that uh, we're lit we're laying it all on the yeah. table in oslo um
3: yes thank you for being so thank accepting of so our much, clothes and appearance <laughs> and our non-professional uh, demeanor and um please stay sexy and don't get
4: murdered <laughs> goodbye